for instance, my birth certificate, my dad's name is not on my birth certificate. And I thought that was weird. And why my mom never tried to get child support from him because we were poor. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And welcome to episode 153. And I have a resource I would like to share in the very beginning of this episode before we get to our story today. I was recently helping another podcaster with one of his episodes, and it turned out really interesting because we were able to interview spouses of NPEs and get their perspective. So I wanted to direct you guys, anyone listening, NPE, like Discovery Adoptee, donor-conceived individuals, if you have a significant other in your life, they are going through this with you. and. Missing Pieces, this is a podcast called Missing Pieces NPE Life, is put on by Don Anderson. And a couple episodes ago, um, let's see here, what episode was that? Season two, episode seven, Don came up with this great idea to interview spouses of NPEs. And so I went on, and in the first half of the segment, I interviewed his wife to get her perspective of how the NPE revelation hit their family and what it was like from her eyes. And Lisa used this great quote. I hope I'm remembering it right. She said, while it is earth shattering for the NPE, it is certainly ground shaking for the spouse, for the significant other. I think I'm quoting her right. And I was just like nodding along listening to her. So thank you for those of you that are supportive, significant others going through this with us. Um, also, my husband gets interviewed in the second half. And Don is such a, a great interviewer. He's even able to get out of my husband, um, him to read aloud different emails and messages back and forth between him and my biological father. Um, Don does a great job with his podcast. I really encourage you guys to listen to his podcast on a regular basis. He's one of my favorites. Him and um, Eve Sturgis, Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis. Those are probably my two favorite NPE podcasts. I mean, I have so many. I have so many. I have more too. Okay. But on this podcast, we listen to an NPE share their story. And we get all sorts of unique twists and turns. And that is what we have today with today's NPE. And today we are speaking with Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm great today. We have been talking a little bit back and forth in preparation. I think you've told me you have 
a unique NPE story and you've never you've never heard one quite like yours before. Right. I have not heard it anything like mine. Um I'm, I think I met one other person on a support group in a support group who kind of had one similar to mine but not as rare as mine. Wow. Okay. So and you think I mean Sounds like chronological is probably the best way to share your story. So I'm just going to kind of hand it over to you. And you said, feel free to interrupt if I have questions. Yes, right? please do. Okay. Okay. It can be confusing. There are lots of twists and turns and lots of sisters and sisters, sisters. And it, it can be confusing and hard to follow. So, and I'm not the best storyteller. So. Oh, I think you are. And I really appreciate you coming on to do this. So start with. Maybe your family of origin or your childhood, and and let us know what what who was in that and what was that like. Okay, I was raised or I was born in Detroit. Um, my mother had my sister already. My sister is a year and nine months older than me. Um, she had a different father than I had, and um, when I was about three years old. Um, something terrible happened to my mom when we lived in Detroit with my my dad at the time. And he was from Kentucky, so he moved my sister Sarah, my mom, and the sister I shared with him, her name's Gwen, he moved us all to Barberville, Kentucky, little town in Kentucky, and stayed there for a little bit, but then took my sister Gwen that I shared with my dad back and went back to Detroit. And my mother is from Detroit. So we have a lot of family there and we visit very often all the time and still to this day. And, um, when, when we would visit, I would go visit my father and my sister Gwen. And my sister, Sarah, who I was raised with, would also go visit her father, Yasser. So growing up, I was always told, my sister Gwen and I, that I shared with my dad, we were always told that we had a brother um, that he fathered when he was in Germany in 1964. So from then, we started trying to look for him, but nobody would ever talk about it. Nobody would ever give us names. We thought we saw a picture of him, but apparently that was wrong. Um, I was given a name one time and, and that was it. But for some reason, the, it was just very, very secretive. And our dad would never talk about it or tell us anything. But... We always visited him and he passed away in 2001. So he's been gone for a a long time. Now, my sister, when my sister, Sarah, the one that I grew up with, when she turned, I think she said when she was around 18 or eight years old, she told our mom that she didn't want to go back to see the man that was her father because they just weren't very nice to her. And mom was fine with that. And the man still to this day doesn't try to contact her or anything. But um, when my sister was around 16 years old, 
our mother said, I have something to tell you. And Sarah said she kind of knew. And she said, well, your, your dad's name is not Yasser. His name is Hassan Shahab. And she had actually been looking for him, but couldn't spell his last name because you can spell it so many different ways um, from Arabic to English. And um, she couldn't spell it, but she knew his brother's name because she was friends with his brother as well. And she told Sarah that she didn't tell her who her father was because she was using drugs when she conceived her. And our mother wasn't a drug addict or an alcoholic or a liar. She was a really wonderful, a wonderful mother. Um, so for the next, um, that was in 19, gosh, 94, maybe. And when Sarah started looking for him, she finally found him, his brother, Muhammad, in Las Vegas. And Muhammad remembered my mom, and he remembered Sarah being born, and contacted Sarah's dad, Hassan, which goes by Sam, and, and Jiddo is what we call him. Um, and he... Mom talked to him, or his brother talked to him, said, hey, your Donna had a daughter back in 1974, and she's your daughter. So uh, he gave him my mom's phone number, and he called our house in Kentucky, and I answered the phone. And he, I could hardly understand him, <laughs> because he had a really thick Middle Eastern accent. And... um he just said, and when she found him, he was actually a poker player. He lived at Caesar's Palace. He he was that well-known and, and that good. But he called, and I answered the phone, and he was so excited. He said he felt like he just won a million bucks. And he was, he was just very happy that he had a new daughter. Well, it turns out that when, when he talked to Sarah or when he talked to Mom, I, I don't remember which one he talked to first, but... He told her that Sarah also had a sister in Detroit. <laughs> so I had a sister that I shared with my dad in Detroit. And now Sarah has a sister that she shares with her dad in Detroit. Hmm. And um, after finding him, I think it took her about four years. And in 1997, on Sarah's birthday, Sarah and I both, went to meet her sister, Michelle. And I was, I was just flabbergasted about how much they looked alike. Cause I never thought Sarah and I looked alike at all. I look a lot like my mom and I look a lot like my dad, oddly enough. Um, and, but I never thought it was weird that I didn't look like anybody else in our family because my dad's dad also wasn't his dad. So it wasn't strange that I didn't know anything else past him, but he had dark hair and dark eyes and I look a lot, a lot like him. So anyway, I got to meet Michelle, got to meet Jiddo in, um, 
about in 19, maybe, I don't know, about 15 years ago, uh, Sarah's father moved from Las Vegas to Barberville, which is where we were from. And he lived there until he passed away um, in 2017. Um, And then 10 years ago, her sister Michelle and her daughter, Michelle's daughter, also moved to Barberville. And she lives right beside my sister. I've seen her and known her for 26 years. That's how long I've known them. I've known them since my Sarah, my sister Sarah has known her father and her sister. So now I'm going to go back to my dad. We were always told that we had this brother in Germany. So some of my cousins on my dad's side took an ancestry test and they know both of their all of their cousins. So they said a Robert showed a match to them and they knew that we'd been looking for this, this boy. And, um, she was like, you should take a test. And I said, okay, I'll take, I'll, I'll take one because at that time it only, it didn't really show the connection. It just kind of showed how much DNA you shared. So you couldn't really eliminate a half cousin so it, you, you know, it just, it's just hard to, to know at that time. It just says close relative. Um, so I took a test and I get my results. I took it in June of 2019. I opened the test and, you know, on Ancestry, you can build your own family tree. Like I could say Donald Trump is my dad and it would give me potential ancestors and I could build my family tree with whatever I wanted to really. So this is the first time I I was ever looking at the DNA. I had said that I was 47% Italian and I was like, okay, I did. I didn't know because I didn't know my dad's side. When I started looking at the names, my sister Sarah had already taken a test and I really wasn't paying attention to that because I think it said immediate relative. Um, and then a couple of my cousins, a couple of my first cousins took the test. They also showed up. And then I saw one, the one person that said Fatima or Fatima Shahab. And so I sent my sister a message at like seven o'clock in the morning. I said, remove me from your family tree. I think your, I think ancestry has your dad as my dad. And she's like, that's weird because go back to, the time where our mother said that she was with this man one time, one time only. That's when she conceived my sister while she was using drugs. And that was the only time that she was ever with him. They didn't have a relationship. They weren't together or anything like that. So I said, remove me from your family tree. I think ancestry has, has you down as your, your dad is mine. And she's like, that's weird. So she goes into her ancestry and she looks and it says full sibling. And we're like, what? That's weird. We had no clue. And there was nobody to ask because uh, our mother had passed away a few years before that. Actually, she passed away. And then uh, Jiddo passed away two months after she passed away. So Sarah lost her mother and her father within two months of each other. Um. 
so I was, we we're just flabbergasted. Like, how is this possible? And so I call Ancestry and I'm like, okay, is it possible that a woman has a child with uh, one man and, and then his brother for us to share this amount of DNA? And they said, no, not unless they were identical brothers. And we knew they weren't identical brothers. But we knew also because of another match, I asked her, I said, there was another match that was a first cousin match, a full first cousin match. Um, I said, do you know who this person is? And she said, yeah, that's my cousin. That's my dad's um, sister's son. I guess they had already spoken on Ancestry message back and forth. And I was like, okay. So we knew from that match that one of his uncles had to be my father. But we weren't sure if it was Hassan or Muhammad, the brother, Mm -hmm. because we knew at the time, because Sarah had already spoken to her. She'd known her dad for a long time. So she knew his timeline of when they were in America. And only at that time, from what I understand, only Muhammad and Hassan were in America during 1974 when my sister was born and 1976 when I was born. Mm -hmm. All the other brothers were still in Lebanon. So, um, at that time, I thought maybe we were double first cousins and half siblings, which would make us three fourth siblings. But Ancestry mm-hmm. said, no, that's not correct. But mm-hmm. still, our mother had said she was with him one time, and our mother yeah. was not a liar. She was a wonderful, wonderful woman. So there was Muhammad had passed away. So had Hassan. So there was no living DNA left. And because Muhammad didn't have any children, but Sarah had her half sister, Michelle. So we had Michelle take a test. And when she took the test, she tested higher to Sarah, a little lower to me. So there was still a 5% chance from the DNA painter tool that she could be my first cousin. Oh. I was like, crap. Well, that's not, that doesn't eliminate for sure that Muhammad's not my father. Mm. So then I had my daughter take a test and Michelle tested high enough to be her half aunt rather than her second cousin. Mm. People told me I couldn't do that, but I did. And it, it matches. And Michelle's daughter has taken a test and I'm her half aunt as well. So we found out we were full sisters. You and Sarah. Yes. Full sisters. And Sarah's the one that found out she was the NPE. At 16 years old. Yeah, at 16. Yes. And then she found her father at 23. So at this time when I found out that Sarah and I are half sisters, or full sisters, that means Michelle, her half sister, who I've known for 25 years, is also my half sister. Also your half sister. Oh, so and all along Sarah has you know you call him Jado Hassan her dad all along that was your dad as well. Right, but, but nobody knew. And now he's passed. Yes. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't know. I I honestly believe with all of my heart that my mom didn't know. My my dad had already passed away. Uh, Bobby is my dad. 
I'm named okay. after him. <laughs> uh, he had already passed away in 2001. And I can't imagine that my mother would have held on to that secret from the time my sister was born until she was 16 and told her the truth and then lied again about it. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I, I'll never know the circumstances of my conception, but I can't imagine that she would ever lie about it and not tell me and also deny my daughter a grandfather. Um, I, the only thing that I can think of that she would have try, been trying to do is protect Gwen, the sister I shared with my dad. And um, I don't know, but I truly believe that she just didn't know. And Jiddo would have been happy. I mean, he was happy that he had Sarah and he was always very kind to me. He was kind to my children. He was, he was just pleasant to, to me. He, I even went to Las Vegas one time and hung, my husband and I went to visit him before, before he passed away. I mean, it was just, it was, it was crazy to think that, um, all this time we thought we were half sisters and then end up being full sisters. And to me that really didn't matter because Sarah's my world. You know, my, our mother was just a single mom who worked and lived her life for us, but she worked all the time. And Sarah is the, just my go-to for everything. I, everything, no matter what it is, it's my sister's my, I, I love my sister, Sarah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I took the test and, um, we obviously at that point, it didn't bother me that Bobby wasn't my dad, um, because he really wasn't, he wasn't, a, a true father to me. I just went to visit him and he was always my dad. You know, he was just my dad, but, um, the, the thing that bothered me the most was Gwen, because in this, in this situation, Michelle, my half sister gained a half sister, but Gwen biologically lost a half sister. And so I was, it was, I, I didn't know what to feel. I didn't know how, how to even process all of that. And it took a long time for me to just kind of shut my mouth and try to listen to other people to hear how they felt. And Gwen isn't very good at expressing her emotions. Sarah, nothing really happened with her. She's just like, okay, now I get to share you with Michelle, which really wasn't that big of a deal. So now I have a new niece and I have a new half sister, but I lost an entire half biological family. Although they have been completely supportive and, have not said a bad word about my mom. They just think she just didn't know, you know. Um, I went to Los, I got to go to um, Dearborn and meet one cousin and her family and um, got to go to, we all went to Las Vegas and got to meet my dad's, my biological father's um, only living brother. And that was amazing. They've all been very welcoming. My experience has been, traumatic obviously but in the end it has been very it's it's been good 
going back to the brother that we were trying to find. Um, just two weeks ago, February 2nd. So when I say my sister's sister, Gwen also shares another sister with her mother. So Gwen has a sister that I've also known my entire life. But only as my sister's sister. (laughs) And she got a letter from Germany from uh, a man that said he had been um, looking for his biological father, which was Robert Bryant. And the only names that he could find in in our dad's obituary, um, it said that he left three daughters. One was Cindy, but even though Cindy wasn't his biological daughter, she still called him dad. Hmm. And so from that obituary in 2001, both Gwen and I have different names. I wasn't married at the time. So my maiden name was on that obituary. And Gwen was married at the time to a different man. So her name was not the same. And the only name that was consistent was Cindy Bezanowski. So finally, he had hired an agency and started looking for his roots. And he found Cindy and sent a a very kind letter and some pictures. And as soon as we saw those pictures, we were like, oh, my gosh, that is him. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. it. It was just amazing. So within, I don't even know, maybe the next day we all got on video chat and we we talked to him and he's he lives in Frankfurt. Well, I somewhere near Frankfurt, Germany, and he speaks good English. Thank God, because that's, it's really hard to communicate if you don't have, speak the same language, but he, he speaks his, his English is very, very good. Um, and we are going to meet in October in a mutual place. He's going to come over here and at the, uh, maybe a month before he found us or a few weeks, he also found his biological mother who lives in Austin. I guess I don't, I don't know how he found her. I've not asked all of that yet, but her name was completely different than what it was on his birth certificate. Mm. And his name was completely different on his birth certificate because he was adopted when he was an infant. But he wound up in Germany, even though he was from American parents. No, no. The the only American was my dad who was oh. there. And who was uh, there? Yeah, in yeah, Germany. he okay. in Germany when he was stationed in Frankfurt, Germany. So Got we it. knew that we knew that this boy was in Frankfurt, Germany, and I only heard the last name Schmitz or whatever, and apparently that's a really common name there. So I didn't have a clue how to look for anybody, but even if I had, I, there's probably no way I would have found it because his name was changed and so was hers when she moved to America mm-hmm. after she gave him up for adoption and married somebody else. And so today we've set a date and today, just before I got on here with you, set a date for October to all meet. He's going to fly and meet his mother for the first time and then drive. Wow. He and his, his wife are going to fly and meet 
um, his mother and then come and we're all going to go somewhere in Florida or Alabama and meet him as well. That, yes, I'm just, I'm nodding along with you. I, I realize Robert is on the same quest that we as NPEs are on. And we have a lot of adoptee listeners Tom, too. Thomas. What, Tom, I'm sorry. Thomas is the brother. Yes. Thomas and is. Robert was your dad. Dad. Okay. So Thomas is the brother. Thomas has, but he's even used an agency to find yeah. all of you. Yeah. He didn't yeah. even do the test. He, he, oh, he used didn't. it. No. If he would have, he would have found us a lot sooner. Right. But he yeah. used, um, he, he did, um, he just hired an agency to start looking for us. And he, he's, I think he was born, I guess he was born in 64. He was never married. He, he got married later in life and his wife, you know, um, started talking to him about finding his roots and mm -hmm. biological family. And some of it's turned out good. Some of it's turned out bad. But when we did talk to him, you know, my fear at that time was rejection because at that time I realized, well, even though I've been looking for him for so long, I'm not his biological sister. Mm -hmm. And so we had to tell him at that time, I'm not his biological sister. And also Cindy isn't his biological sister, mm -hmm. even though the obituary said Robert Bryant had these three daughters. Yeah. And then also we had to tell him that that Bryant name that he had been looking for was also not because our dad's our dad's last name really wasn't Bryant; it was something oh. else. I mean, that he went by Bryant, and oh, yeah, his family would never ever say anything differently. Okay, but his his biological father wasn't a Bryant; he was, yeah, but he had the name Bryant. So we had to tell our brother Thomas that that last name also wasn't his yeah. last name. I mean, at this point, I can kind of laugh at, laugh about it, and, and yeah. he seems to be taking everything very well. Yeah. If I just imagine I'm Thomas and in his shoes, I bet, although that's surprising, it doesn't matter. He still wants to meet with you. He still wants to meet with uh, Cindy, even if you're not biologically related, because you guys will give him information about his dad. And yes. he wants to, you know, he wants to know his roots, his genetic roots, probably right. where you guys lived, stories about his dad. Right. That. And Gwen, and the most important thing is that Gwen, um, you know, I'm so happy that we found him, but also that he's her biological brother, you know, yep. that that's so exciting for me. And wow. I'm so happy for her, especially. But yeah, you it, have all these sisters. Now you have a brother. I know <laughs> I have, I have a sister, but yeah, it's very strange. So, yeah. I always had one sister. Now I have three sisters and a brother. Wow. And I can't imagine that there's not going to be another one pop up sometime because I feel like if my mom had intercourse with this man two times who was never married, I don't think he was ever married, and had children with him both times, they were not ever in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's going to be some more kids out there. Right? You yeah. think like um, maybe coming from Jiddo? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because, of course, your mom would know whether or not she had a child. It's the, the men that don't always know. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. I, I remember, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago here in, in the house that I live in now, I looked at myself one time in the mirror and I was like, I wonder if my mom lied to me too. And I thought, no, there's no way. There's just no way. 
he goes, I have really dark hair and I have olive skin and nobody's ever asked me if I'm half Middle Eastern or, or nobody's ever asked me my ethnicity. So when I, I found out about all this, it's like, I felt like half of me didn't exist. Mm. I, it, the feelings were just all over the place. Like things would hit me like a ton of bricks. Like for instance, my birth certificate, my dad's name is not on my birth certificate. And I thought that was weird. And why my mom never tried to get child support from him because we were poor. And I thought, well, so it was like, well, did she know? Did she possibly know? So it's just like things would just hit me like a, like a ton of, I mean, it would just hit me even months and months later. Like, oh, you know, I'd think back about something and it, I would just be confused. And I'd have to ask my sister Sarah about some things. and. I never really knew when my mom and my dad met, um, but I finally, I saw a picture. I don't know why I never asked these questions. If any NPEs hear this, tell people to ask questions now before it's yeah. too late. Yeah. Um, but we saw a picture of Gwen, Sarah, my mom and my dad in one picture. And it was at my sister, at Sarah's first birthday. It, you could see the birthday cake. So it's a first birthday cake. And I look back at my conception and I was conceived somewhere right around my sister's first birthday. Yeah. So they must have just gotten together or she just cheated on him. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how long they were together before I was conceived. But either they just got mm -hmm. together or she just cheated on him. Were your parents ever married? No. No. Um, and not that that matters. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out the kind of how you, how your dad didn't happen to be on the birth certificate. I don't know the answer mm -hmm. to that. Well. Yeah. I mean, your birth certificate. I, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know because. um he must not have been there maybe at the hospital. No, he was because he told he me I looked like a little monkey when I was born because <laughs> I had so much hair on me. Huh. No, he, he was there. He told me. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it was a law in Michigan that the father's name couldn't be on the birth certificate because they weren't oh. married oh, at the time. Maybe. Yeah. I've never really asked. Hmm. But the fact that she didn't pursue him for child support. And my name, his name wasn't on my birth certificate. And also I had her maiden name instead of his name. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was a Michigan thing hmm. or not. I've never really found that out or asked. Your parents kind of split up. Was it around when you're about three years old? You're thinking? Yes. I don't, I don't have a, a, any recollection of it, but I know my mom was raped and beaten really bad in Detroit and wanted to get away from there. And uh -huh. so since my dad was from Kentucky, he brought us all to Kentucky, left my mom, Sarah and myself and took Gwen back to Detroit with him. Uh -huh. But Cindy, Cindy was with her mom at that time. Um, Cindy wasn't with 
him at that time. She she was with her mom, and Gwen was with the dad. Okay, I hope that all makes sense. It is. I'm. I'm. You think you're doing a really good job. I know you're worried about how do you explain all the sisters with the different parents, especially considering Sarah ends up being your full sibling this mm-hmm. whole time. But it's. Um, you do a really good job of explaining all of this. <laughs> well, there's a lot of NPEs in my story. <laughs> there, that's there really are. Yeah, and you, have, you have adoptees, multiple NPEs. Yeah. I also found out through our DNA test that one of our aunts, our grandfather, is not her father. Oh, and then your dad was he an adoptee or an NPE? He, he was the, an he NPE. the birth certificate. Father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He knew that. Somebody else was his father his entire life, but he didn't, um, he never had anything to do with him. We didn't even know his name until mm. after he was, pa- had, he had passed. I like how you said, ask your questions now. Cause I'm like, well, just ask your mom. Oh, wait. Oh, well, just ask your birth father. Oh, wait, that like, you don't have anyone left to ask, to clarify what was going on around this timeline of our childhood. Yeah. And it's so hard, for, I think, for people to understand how we feel unless they've experienced it and I was lucky because most of mine was wasn't I mean it was traumatic but you know my family still loves me they haven't spoken poorly of my mother Um, I got to meet some of my biological father's um, family I've I knew him for 25 years Mm -hmm. so I knew what kind of person he was you know, I, I was lucky in that I had, I, at least I had that time with him and I regret that I didn't know sooner, but I'm very thankful that at least I know now. Yeah. And I want to just, it's like, I want, I want to share it because it's, it's rare. I, I think it's very rare because Sarah's an NPE. I'm an NPE. Mm-hmm. Thomas is an NPE. My dad is an NPE. <laughs> My it it just goes on and on and on. Wow. And wow. It, it's crazy how many people just my test affected. Mm. And you have a, also the, the cultural aspect as well, because it's a quite a, quite a change to find out you are half Middle Eastern. Right. And not I, growing up with those roots. Right. And I, I would love to learn more about that. I mean, I, I really would, but it, it's weird because, I always knew that Sarah was half Middle Eastern. We knew that. Yeah. But we never really talked about it. I guess it really didn't bother her as much as it, it does me. I mean, I'm not upset about it. I would I would like to know more and just learn more about the culture and about where half of me is from. Did you say earlier Italian? What was your mom's heritage? Uh, well, in the beginning, you know how the with ancestry it changes. The more people that test, yeah, that, that changes. Um, my mom was European, and my now, you know how it how it does the communities. I mean, it's South Lebanon. It is right there, wow. and that's where his family is from. Cyprus, uh, I think it was said Cyprus, uh, Lebanon. And I, f- I forget what the other one was, but there's only three there. So obviously they're, they're 100% Middle Eastern. 
Middle Eastern. Wow. But then with my with my mom's side, you can see how where her mother and her father, they're different communities where each of those come from. But in, in on my father's side, you can only it's only one. But yeah. pretty much one area. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. That um, it is fascinating to me. It, yeah. It's just the whole the whole thing is fascinating to me. Mm. Yeah. And I love that you just had a Zoom call just earlier today with your new half brother. That's wonderful that you have these new connections and and um, he's he's happy that we are all his sisters. Um, he doesn't care if we're biological or not. Developing a um, relationship with someone who I have known as my sister's sister for twenty five years is a little more difficult than you would expect because it's, I've always loved her, but I've loved her as my sister's sister. So it's, it's a little different than, I I don't even know how to describe it, how, but I I love her and she loves me and our mother, my mom would have been so happy to know that Michelle was our sister because she was close to my mom as well. Oh, that is. And so, so just to clarify, Mitch, you always knew your sister Sarah had a sister, half sister Michelle. Yes. When now you find out that that's actually your half sister as well. So you've you've always known her. She's always been in your life, but yes, I've known or, her. I saw her the first time that Sarah met her on Sarah's birthday. I was also there and met her at the same time. Wow. So I have seen her physically as long as my as her as Sarah has. Yeah, but now the dynamic is that you're actually related to her as well. Yeah, and even, I mean, we talk about all the time, she's like, it's just so weird. I just can't comprehend it. It's just, it's just, it's just weird. (laughs) It's weird. That's the word I would use too, weird. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's just, I mean, I guess it's not rare to find out that you have a half sibling. I think it's rare to find out that you've known that half sibling as your sister's sibling for so long. You know, if I, I just, that's part, that's a part that I regret that I, I wish that I had known sooner because, you know, we could have been sisters for longer, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. And when your uh, sister Sarah was going to go visit or do things with Michelle here, you could have also been bonding and right. You know, Cause you, when you know, someone's your blood, you think differently about that. You make more space and prioritize them differently, or at least that's how I feel here. Um, well, I feel like I feel like I've tried harder with now that I I know Gwen is not my biological sister. It's because um, for me that was um, that was part of I was that was the most hurtful part for me was her because I how how am I to know how she felt about that you know talk that's the hardest part was I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out here was that you thought it was because you now have no connection to Gwen or because how Gwen is um how her behavior is no no not because of her behavior at all she hasn't no no none of that at all she hasn't treated me differently I mean 
I just feel like I want to make sure that she knows that I still love her as my sister, whether she's my blood or not. Yeah. And I mean, I'm 47 years old. She's always been my sister and she's not ever going to not be my sister. Yeah. And so I, and you know, her, she has three children and those nephews and my niece are still my nephews and my niece, Yep. you know, and I, I just don't want them to think, oh, well, they're not, they're not blood related anymore. So she doesn't really care about us anymore. And that's Mm -hmm. just not the case at all. Yes, even though you don't biologically share a dad, you still she's still your sister. You still feel that same way about her, and you still call him your dad. I mean, he yeah. is still your dad. I, I, yeah. He's my dad. I he's mean, your dad. Yep, same. My dad's my dad. <laughs> yeah. And it's good that we have we've always known Hassan or Sam. He went by in America as Jiddo because when my, that's grandfather in Arabic, oh. and I know I'm not saying it right, but. Um, I've always called him Jado. My my daughter even called him Jado. Hmm. My my well, my only biological daughter. I have four stepchildren, but everybody has called him Jado. Mm-hmm. So it's good. I I can just say now my dad's my dad, and then there's mm-hmm. Jado, who's my biological father. Is usually how I say it. Yeah, it's hard to tell the story sometimes because you know people just aren't interested, and uh, it's difficult to follow. Mm. Well, you're in the right place because people listening to NPE stories, we are all about this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So if people wanted to get in touch with you and either ask questions or say supportive comments, um, could they do that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And how? what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? My email's fine. Um, Bobby, B-O-B-B-I, 859 at gmail.com. Mm. All right. You live in Lexington, don't you? I live in Versailles, right outside Versailles. Yep. I live down that area. I recognize the area code. All right. I have, I will list your email address down below in the show description. And Bobby, thank you so much. I think you did a great job explaining all of the different paths your, your tree line, your family history takes. So I really appreciate you sharing your NPE story today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us. Mm-hmm.